There are a number of small towns in South Africa that are perfectly suited to hosting an all-weekend craft beer festival, but very few are better than Grayton. This little touristy town is ideally situated, and it's only 150 kilometers from Cape Town. The Fools and Fans Craft Beer Festival started in Grayton six years ago, and today's guest is the founder, Trevor Gantoltz, who is still floating from all the fun he had on the weekend. Please welcome Trevor to the show. My name is Holger Meyer, and this is Beer World. Yeah, 100%. 100%, John, eh? And the reason we're talking to Trevor is because he's just back from a, a very successful festival in his adopted hometown of Grayton. Um, how many how many fools have you had, uh, Trevor? We have had, if you include, last year we weren't really allowed to have a fool. Yeah. So we had a little sneaky one mm. that, uh, that I called not fool because okay. it wasn't in any way a Fools and Fans event. It was a non-event. Okay, uh, so if we include, if, and, and then we then one year we cancelled completely the first year of lockdown. Okay. So in total, this was our fifth one. Okay, so it was your fifth one. Okay, it was our actual fifth one. So we were very proud that we managed to hold a very mini one last year in the middle of lockdown. Mm. Uh, that that was compliant with the with lockdown rules. Okay. Uh, and this year it was it was much more free obviously because we were outdoors. Mm. Okay. But uh, yeah, this was our fifth one. Trevor, what happened? Why did you have to sell your little brewery? It was very arrogant and uh, of us to think that we could run such a difficult business uh, <laughs> from Cape Town an hour and a half away and uh, we were just really making a a bit of a dog's breakfast of it uh, and it was difficult to run the practice and also run the run the um, the, the brewery so you know and also lockdown hit us quite hard yeah. so we decided to to sell and to try and consolidate uh, things a bit and uh, but uh, so I, was, I was sad in a way to sell it but uh, but it was you know I, I think uh, in, the, in the life of a brewery owner there's two Happy days. The one when you buy it and the other when you sell it. So we were, quite, we were, we were relieved, but we will still maintain contact with Grayton. And, and we thought uh, we would definitely continue with the, the festival in Grayton. We think it's a beautiful, small country vibe. Uh, very few places in South Africa where you can park your car, go to a festival, have, uh, have as much to drink as you want, and then just walk home about a kilometer or two. Uh, so, so you know, we thought this remains the perfect venue for a, a, a small beer festival. Yeah, yeah. I think there's there's a there's a handful of towns that that deserve to have a beer fest, and Grayton certainly is one of them. And I think the other one is Clarence. Clarence, of course, Clarence. Yeah. You know, and we are forever indebted for many of our thoughts and ideas to to Natalie and Steph and Gavin and what they achieved there and. Yeah. and uh, you know, we run a very far second place, but but we are, uh, you know, we uh, the flavour of our festival is perhaps a little different. It's uh, it's it's a lot smaller, but uh, we hope to have many fantastic brewers in one place from around the country. Mm. And I and I watched from a distance. Um, I was watching everybody driving towards Grayton from Joburg, from Durban, from 
Cape Town, and it just seemed like a wonderful affair. The the highlight must have been the guys who were still hopping their beer on the way, on the way to the festival. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's the lovely Megan and Dion, uh, and uh, you know who 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 made a fantastic, uh, very hoppy pale ale, uh, which whenever they saw a beautiful piece of scenery and and my favorite piece of scenery that they took photos of was a field of cosmos flowers where they stopped and uh hopped their beer and, and in fact if you drank their beer you could smell those uh, cosmos flowers definitely without a question <laughs> and it was a beautiful beautiful beer we, we were very amazed at the generosity of the brewers coming from so far to come and help me lose some money and, and they certainly <laughs> played their part but it was it was really the culture of beer is strong I think people were keen to get out after COVID Holger you've been to Grayson before um, and and uh, you know it, it just creates a nice air of intimacy and and beeriness yeah 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 Trevor it is this beer thing is a wonderful thing um and I think only a very few people have found a way to make money out of it and I think you and I are not one of those. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the community is wonderful, and uh, I think <laughs> that's the main thing. I, I don't, you know, I, I mean, when I think back of people like the Pinars, you know, operating a stand next to people like like them, and, and everyone's like like that. So if, you, if you're running short of uh, equipment or little uh, fittings or, or you, you haven't you've forgotten your spanner, when you're setting up for a festival, you know all of your so-called competition around you will jump in and help and help you with uh, critting your beer in a very constructive way. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a very wonderful community of people. As 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 I and and you were one of the first to introduce me to that community. As <laughs> as you remember, I think we I think we met on my birthday at uh, at Copper Lake. We did, yeah, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've... I think we both had uh, zero hair then. Yeah, zero here, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's very nice to see you back on the on in the in the on the podcasting trail, Holger. We've always uh, valued your I mean you were the first book to detail all the different breweries and, and, and I mean you're a very uh valuable um you know, contributor to the scene, definitely. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, you talk about the podcast. I was listening to your old podcast, which we recorded, I think, in 2017, and your brewery was about one year old. And the next day, we ended up talking on the phone, and it was like you had visited me the day before. So I want to encourage people to listen to that podcast. Um, it, it was a wonderful podcast, and how quickly things change. Yeah, that was quite a while ago, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, you said to me that uh, this Fools and Fans, well, let's start with the name. How, how did you get the name? I can guess, but... <laughs> well, it was, it was meant to, you know, it was always, the thought was always to have it uh, in the first weekend of April. It's a very uh, pretty time of year in the Cape normally. Normally rain-free, but if it is rain, it's just a little bit of a drizzle. Still, still warm days, but uh, without that intense heat. Um, so... It also coincides with my birthday, you know. Mm. So it is. I'm probably the the chief fool, but uh, you know there are, there are obviously many fanatics who who are involved in the beer wo world. It's difficult to tell the fools from the fans, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of evolved over the last five six years into something I think that 
that's starting to gain traction now, hopefully. Mm. Yeah, I thought the fools were the, the the brewers who thought they could make money out of this business. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm not, uh, no comment, Holger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's got to do with April Fool's Day. And I see that you've yeah. already booked your dates yeah. for next year, which uh, yeah. which coincides with, with April Fool's Day again. Yeah, we always just look. Uh, we always look at the first weekend of April, and then make sure that it's not an Easter weekend. Yeah, uh, and uh, and then and then we fit ourselves in. So, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's, it's easy to know when the next one is. Yeah, uh, we hope to see you there next year. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I must make a pil- a pilgrimage to Grayton. <laughs> <laughs> so run us through the weekend. So so we've uh, we've we've changed things a little bit in that. Um, it used to be a one-day festival. This year, it became a two-day event. So Friday, I thought it would be very nice to have all the homebrewing community mm. in one place. And we were fortunate enough to have a number of uh, brewers from uh, home brewers from around the country convene there. We had 42 home brews on tap, and then in wow. addition, we had about another uh, we had about another 60 um, bottle entries into our individual homebrewer uh, competition. So we managed to get 100 uh, homebrew entries and we, we, we gave away prizes for that. And we thought that was a very nice uh, high amount of entries that we were proud of. Uh, we, we ran a second competition for the first time this year with the help of Bev Plus, who have been instrumental in, in assisting many brewers from all levels around the country and, and outside of South Africa even. And we ran the first inter-club competition so we had seven clubs from around the country um and we hope to grow that we hope to draw draw in the uh, university clubs as well next year and we gave a single prize for a a, a version of a, a a nominated style and this year it was the english ipa so very high quality of entries uh, the winners were helderberg uh, brew club very enthusiastic home brewing club but but we had uh, people like bruce williamson from Worties, uh, together with Michelle and uh, Alan Jordan coming all the way down from Joburg and people coming from uh, Durban and Free State, uh, as well as from the Cape as well. So it was, and then on the, the, the following day, we had the commercial brewers on the Saturday. Uh, I went a bit uh, um, crazy and I invited 24 brewers, which was maybe a bit too many, but, but it was wonderful just seeing everyone and... Um, and, and there were amazing beers on, on offer that you can't get in the shops. Okay. Uh, so that was a wonderful day, yeah. So why did you invite Bruce? Can he brew an English IPA? <laughs> <laughs> he can. And the bugger put it on a, on a beer engine. So you had, uh, had hand-pulled uh, 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 English-style IPA from Bruce's uh, beer engine. It was, it, was, it was a fantastic beer. Very, very delicious. <laughs> and as I said, the quality was very high. Yeah. And, and the, the home brewers went to as much trouble as the commercial brewers, actually. And it was nice for, for, for the, the pros and the a- amateurs to, to be standing side by side at a festival like this, we felt. The good thinking behind it is obviously you get in a, a lot of extra people. Yeah, <laughs> there is that part. <laughs> and hopefully each of those home brewers go home and tell their friends and family. Uh, 
but but yeah, we are hoping to grow. We we reached about a thousand people in over the two days, which was which was we think a, an important milestone. Oh, that's fantastic. That's a very very big number so far away from Joburg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Still still way off the big boys like uh, Cape Town Festival of Beer and Clarence and uh, Capital Craft. But uh, it was very nice to have uh, to have each of those organisers there as well. So we had Gavin from Clarence, the organiser. We had Martin Sucker, one of the main organisers from Cape Town Festival of Beer, and also the wonderful Johan Urekom, who uh, seems to capital. occupy about, yeah, from Capital Craft. So yeah. was, that was also very special for us to, yeah. to kind of hold hands across the country. Yeah, yeah. You should invite the guys from, from uh, Benoni as well, from the Green. I definitely will. I'll definitely reach out. So I'll just... Yeah. Uh, that's fantastic too I'll get contact details from you that would be great yeah I did a podcast with them and uh, they've been doing wonderful uh, work on the East Rand which I think has been a bit neglected um, yes yes. So it, I think the lockdown just caused a lot of people I mean there was a flurry in home brewing activity but uh, in, in terms of getting clubs up and running again that's taken a bit of time to get restarted again I think but people are back with a vengeance the kind of people that visited was it uh, was it more f- the 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 brewing fraternity or yeah it it, it, it was mainly uh, the the kind of beer geeks and the beer nerds who came out. I'm happy to mm. say uh, there were a, a lot of uh, general public as well who I think had their eyes open. Uh, you know there were no kind of mainstream uh, 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 breweries there. Okay. Um, but uh, you know there are no sort of stock standard lagers. Everything had a uh, very crafty flavour to it, um, it, it, it you know, intentionally. But uh, yeah, hope, we're hoping to spread the beer message uh, and, and grow the craft community through this festival. Yeah, for me, what was interesting when I spoke to John Morrow the other day in Ireland um, was that he was complaining that there are too many IPAs and you hardly get any any session beers at all? Well, there, there were, you know, we had quite a few session um, beers, and then, but, but I, you know, there, there are perhaps the preponderance of IPAs amongst the craft community, mm. but, but you know, there were, the, the, the winner of the homebrew competition was a bitter, for example, okay. and, and that was a marvelous uh, sessioning beer. Mm. It was a very, you know, some very nice uh, Gozers and uh, very nice the Berliner Weisse, uh, from Megan, so there, there were definitely, you know, there was beers to suit every taste. Yeah. There was even a beetroot and white chocolate beer. Oh. <laughs> it was delicious in spite of our sound. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Trevor, it's been wonderful talking to you. The dates for next year, do you just want to announce uh, those? The 31st of March will be the Homebrew uh, Festival, and then the 1st of April will be the uh, the commercial guys. And, uh, so yeah, put that pencil that in it, and we'll we'll stalk you, Holger. We know it's hard to find you. <laughs> and, you <laughs> and you must get the, the the regions involved again. Then then you have you, you, then you have all these guys doing doing uh, pilgrimages to to yeah. to great and wonderful. Yeah, and uh, I just thank you. Know, I also like to thank my my co event guys, uh, Leon Engelbrecht. And uh, Craig Clarson has just joined us, so so it's been uh, it's been wonderful working with these guys. Mm-hmm.
Okay. And uh, where's the best place to read more or find you on the on the internet? Uh, very easy, www.foolsandfans.co.za. Oh, cool. Okay. Or well, Facebook. Or Facebook. Or There's Facebook. been a nice flurry of activity post-festival on Facebook. Okay. There they can find some photos and stuff. Wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to our stories here online. In the show notes, you will also find a link where you can subscribe to become part of our community and be notified when we upload our latest content.